3: Where's the manager?
2: Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling secrets.
4: secrets.
3: Welcome, fans. It's Thursday, and it's time again for Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. We've got five dudes in the in the uh, studio today, all dads. We've got some really interesting stuff to talk about. To my right,
4: uh, first time guest and long time listener,
5: Brian
3: O'Shaughnessy.
4: Andy Bram Bernard. Mike Gelfand, second banana. <laughs> Thomas Bernard, eighth banana.
3: <laughs> nice. Can you turn the KQ feed off? I can actually hear it still.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's a bit loud. Yeah, it is. Sometimes just blast it just blasted.
4: I don't terms. mind it, except <clears throat> except even even when, when I'm just hearing it a little bit coming out of there, it's always against the wind. <laughs> It always My entire career was, was just I, tortured I by against the. I've, wind.
3: I've told everybody I know that works there, both on air and off air, I said, you guys know that the Beatles wrote more than three songs. right? Well, I told you,
2: we played um, Living on a Prayer four times in six days. Yeah. I I I'd say, what are you doing?
3: When yeah. Dwayne Berg was there and would call me in the morning, because they call me right. and say, hey, you ready to go on? And he goes, yeah, you'll be on right after that new one from REO Speedwagon. The new one,
2: baby. <laughs>
3: Roger Maris of Nissan's. No,
2: no, you're not. Anyway, uh, 60 Brian. Sixty days is all I have to say to
3: you. Thanks for driving up all the way from beautiful Red Wing, Minnesota, to be on the show. I As thought you could
2: say driving up from Richfield.
3: <laughs> no,
4: no, 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 no. He lives in Red Wing now. Hey, that can be tough. <laughs> yeah, that's Brian's true. one yep. of the few
2: people
3: that ever recognized me in public. It was about what four year, four or five years
4: ago.
5: Yeah,
3: at the Bayside. We're at the Bayside take-offs. over the Fourth of July oh, weekend, God. and he goes, "Are you Doug Sprinthal? I'm like. Do I have a sign? (laughs) Which reminds me of another story, and then I'll get you to tell your car story. You remember my friend Jack Lucking. You
0: remember Jack. Oh,
3: Jack, good guy. I
4: remember Jack.
3: He was one of my mentors, general manager, did all kinds of stuff. uh, And he did a lot of the same style ads that you and I do with Dave Lee on CCOs, all live call-ins. And he'd talk about butter and farming and weird as shit, nothing to do with cars, and people loved him. So jack and i were at a meeting at our hopkins chrysler store conveniently located at 314 main street in hopkins minnesota um, and we went across the street to get some coffee and there was a workman on a ladder in the entryway changing smoke detector or whatever and uh we walk in and the guy says hey are you jack lucking and he goes well yes i am how do you know and he goes It's your name tag.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it. So, Brian, as
3: you know, it's a tradition on Car Selling Secrets to have the guest, uh, first time, tell the story of their very first car. So you're up, pal.
5: All right. Well, I I uh, texted you that my very first car was a 67 Mustang Convertible that my dad bought me. Ooh. Hold on.
7: <laughs> you know, Wait, there's more.
5: <laughs> I, uh, I had already wrecked a couple of my mom's cars, and uh-huh. I had a job. So he came home with this 67 red Mustang with a black rag top.
3: Now, how, uh, what year was I was, was this?
5: 17, so that was 1975. Okay. And... Uh, so we're about the same age then. Pretty much, i yeah. was well, 64. Yeah,
3: I, I will be in a m- three weeks. So anyway, you
5: know, and you get in your mind this beautiful red, you know, so anyway, uh, it had rust in the wheel wells, so somebody just cut it off, you know. so sure. it didn't really look like, you know, a Mustang, but I was kind of pumped, and it was a convertible, so I brought it down with all the boys, you know. And my buddy Cassidy, I say, what do you think of the Mustang? And he goes, "Uh, it's not a Mustang, that's a disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: pretty good. That's not bad.
5: See, (laughs)
3: interestingly, my first car was a 65, not a convertible, but a hardtop. And everybody's like, oh, you owned a Classic? In 1975, they weren't Classics. Nobody wanted Mm -hmm. them. No. no, And they were cool-looking cars, but not the most durable things on the planet. And you just basically abused them. Mine got totaled on the River Road right by where you went to high school at Pike Hall by oh, yeah. uh, the son of the people that own the Rathskeller, the little 3-2 oh, joint right, right, right in Dinkytown. He yeah. was oh, completely yeah. shit-faced at about 9 <laughs> o'clock at night. Um,
5: the best feature that the the ragtops had, you know, there wasn't a lot of power roofs back then, right. so you had to reach up and get your fingers pinched and those little things. and So when you fold that down, well, we had it up one day, and there was just... Where the roof goes in, it's just this huge trough. Yeah. So it's like, looks like beer will fit in there pretty good, you know?
7: <laughs> and uh, nice.
5: So I poked three holes in the bottom of that thing, and it would hold two cases of beer on ice plus still room for the roof, you know, and I could snap it down. So long story short, I'd drive it to high school. I'd have beer in the, in the back melting away, and school would get out, and everybody drives away. Yeah, and there's the disgusting sitting in the middle of the parking lot in this big puddle of water. <laughs> you know, oh. There's no rain. Now, where did you go to school? Redwood high, Red high School. Okay.
3: Yeah. Wow. That, we, we, uh, yeah we did stuff like that too back then, <laughs> but it is funny because there's so many people that are, you know, love those '60s cars and they were cool, but oh. you know when you and I grew up on them, they were hand me downs and the worst car trade I've ever made. Uh, was I was in college. It was 1988. Whenever gas shot up to a dollar a gallon, yeah. which everybody goes, whoa, that's cheap." Well, when it goes from 40 cents to a buck, that's right. it. Yep. And I was going to McAllister. I was working in Eden Prairie, and I was in a band, and we practiced in Bloomington. And I had a '68 442 that got about seven miles per gallon. Yeah. Like I can't afford to. So I traded uh, a buddy of mine even up for a '73 Mercury Capri. Oh my God! Now the four four two was a rat. It really was, but even a rat today that would probably be a thirty or forty thousand dollar. Oh yeah, yeah. For and sure. somebody would fix it up, and then it's a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And I'm kind of guessing at those numbers, but
5: yeah, this Mustang was a five hundred dollar car, and my dad, I had a job then. So when the man, the, the the old man was mad that I crashed a couple of mom's cars. Going, You're gonna pay me back for this too. And,
4: were, okay, must, were Mustangs, know. were they the ones that used to explode and rear hit? No, that accents? was the, the Pinto. The Pinto, yeah. right, yeah. yeah.
5: It was the Pinto.
2: That was
3: Ford's yeah. first pass at a fuel efficient vehicle. <laughs> Chevy had the Vega and the Corvair, and then Ford says, well, it. Think unsafe at any speed's bad. How about one that explodes? Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, an fender bender. Yeah, not. not, They were still designing them by hand and guess in those days. They Mm -hmm. hadn't. The computer-assisted design stuff hadn't come online. We got to shift gears, and this is going to be. I think this is going to be a great episode, but it's going to be a really difficult one because Brian has suffered some very difficult tragedies, and one of them is an unsolved case from several years ago. And my hopes really is, other than it's a fascinating story, is that somebody out there in podcast land might possibly know something, or it's, it's a, as I was telling Mike, it's a one in a million shot, but I think you gotta take it, right?
5: Well, that's what, that's what we do all the time when we, you know, get, get a hold of the media and yep. do functions for other people, and uh, that's part of the...
3: So s- tell us the fun- Jonathan story, please, sir.
5: Well, Johnny was, uh, I'll skip it. Johnny was, uh, if you were right, it was five years ago, July 3rd, and he was at Veterans Park in Richfield to the car show all day, and the carnivals, and then they have a street dance at night, and he lives in the neighborhood, and he went with his mother and his aunt And on the way back, they're walking down this street we've walked a thousand times. This, excuse me, this car, car, or this van comes down, comes across the lane, and the door opens up, and they said, we're gonna kill you, and open fire. Well, they, out of nowhere, you know, just an ambush. Well, Johnny took two in the chest, and then he turned and got one in the back of the leg because he grabbed his mom, you know. And uh, so, you know, they said that he was pretty much, was hollow point, so it bounced, you know, was a 22, but it bounced around, you know, and so he was gone, you know. So the the hardest thing about that is it's not, I mean, there's lots of hard things that I don't want to, be depressing today.
3: You already are, but that's
5: okay. Well, yeah, well, you know, and hopefully somebody can turn these creeps in, you know, I mean, you know, and uh, but what our main focus is now is just to keep getting the word out and not try to make people sad. What we try to do is we do functions now for justice for Jonathan O'Shaughnessy, and and we're not blocking freeways, and we're not doing this. We're... We uh, no car
3: get, bombing. None of that. Okay. you know
5: we, uh, we like to do nice things for good people and you know, the vets and, and whoever. We got a little scholarship that we give away. And uh, <clears throat> so that's what we mainly want to do, and what, what helps us to do this. It's almost a selfish thing where you know, you go feed 100 homeless people. You kind of feel good when you leave there, you know what I mean? It, you know, it's not replacing anything, but you're you're creating a good vibe, yeah. you know, and that's kind of the legacy you want to leave for Jonathan is a good vibe. We don't want you know stand on the steps and scream or anything, and that works well, for some you, people. Who do you scream at? There's nobody to yeah. scream at, you know. Can that, I give
3: you a pro radio tip? If you take that earphone and turn it around.
2: Oh, she's aimed in the wrong direction. Second, my own. There you go. Oh, uh, we need a camera in here because he's being helped by Doug Sprinthal. What does that tell <laughs> that you? Hey, after 10 oh, 10 right, we do have a camera. That's right. <laughs> is, that, is that better? <laughs> that's, I'm telling you, Sprinthal. <laughs> so, so I...
3: Was it last summer that the, that Richfield said they had a possible lead, or
5: that, well, they've identified a person of interest. Okay, um, they're still investigating. It's still an active investigation, which is really cool. You know that
3: they've. So, if they named this person, or is no, it they secret? haven't
5: named them, and they're you know, and I can't really get into it, but there's okay. not a lot of cooperation. If you know what I mean, you know, and and so. As long as it's an active investigation, and our guy from the B.C.A. that's got this case, he's busted his tail. We're we we would not be where we are now without him. He's taken it to heart, you know, and uh, so the, you know.
3: Because I seem so. to remember was I think it was your ex-wife. He was either on TV or was in the newspaper. I can't remember. And like, oh man. This is great news. So, yeah,
5: yeah, well, yeah. They they asked us to go on because you know whatever they're trying to do is turn the screws or flush somebody out. So they asked us to to go on TV and say that they had a person of interest. Maybe you know, just like now or every everywhere we go, you know, somebody might hear it. It might hit somebody's soul after five years and say, "I've I've had enough." You know. Yeah. The weird thing is, you know, that night when Johnny was shot, two bicyclists rode by right after it happened, and have never come forward. So they saw it. Really. But, but they, you know, you can't. Wherever. Yeah. They are, you know, it's kind of.
3: And again, this is a one in a million shot. But if you're one of these guilt-stricken people or somebody that knows something, you can get a hold of me at dougatwalzer.com, yeah. and I'll we'll get to get the info <clears throat> to Brian. And,
5: yeah. For sure you
3: never know we uh, we had a similar story i think it was a year ago we had a woman in whose son was involved in a really serious hit and run accident on a bicycle mm-hmm. up in maple grove and yeah, i was stunned by the number of emails that i got about that about here check these junkyards and talk to these people because wow. Wow. they had some evidence but they couldn't figure out who did it and he, he wasn't it didn't kill him, but he, he was in really bad shape. I mean, he was severely uh, disabled and, you know, it's tough stories. It's- yeah,
5: yeah, you know, it is, it is tough, but it's happening, you know,
3: yeah.
5: it happens every day. Some, you know, somebody wakes up in the morning and their family's is just destroyed. Yeah. And even, you know, so to a certain extent, the other family, you know, whoever the shooter is, I'm sure their mom and dad don't want him out gutting people down, yeah. you know, so. Not they, a life goal
3: you have for your children.
5: Well, no, yeah, but, you know, then if they do get, you know, if they're sent away, so yeah. there are two sons or two, you know, people, family members gone and a and a family ruined, and it just don't make sense, you know.
3: I don't want to pick on Richfield, but it's, you know, from being a very quiet yeah. second rim, uh, second tier. tier suburb for, decades all of a sudden there's been a lot of cases of gun violence in the last well that was probably the first one right a,
5: well johnny was the first one since the 70s yeah you know the, the murder and then they've had one or two then, but yeah. they've been solved uh, one was you know one was a family thing and he was still in the house and you know the other one, I really don't know. After I think it was a at hotel. the high school,
3: wasn't it? No, there well, was one at the high school, recently. but not a murder,
5: just a no, shooting. Yeah. Just
3: a shooting. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. You
5: know. Well, that's just my point exactly. Yeah, that's how right. how callous and your brain becomes to all this. You know, it's like you turn it off. And one of the things that we you know we learned right away is that that morning when the. You know you're up all you know you get all this news in the middle of the night and whatever and and then you see the news broadcast and the police say well this is just an isolated incident incident the public's not in danger and we went and got a media company right away it's like wait a minute this was the fucking general public you know this wasn't you know People are in danger. Just driving down, down, down the street, the street yeah. you know. So why do you say that? You know, when you're a copper. So we, we didn't hit it off right away with the Richfield guys. You know, you kind of had, you know, never investigated a murder before, and wanted well, to do Well, that's why. It you know, that's why we have the
3: BCA, right?
5: Well, yeah, but the, the the, the whole thing with that is that the city that it happened it's in, like Richfield. You always see in St. Paul, Minneapolis, you always see the BCA van there. Yeah. They have to be called by the host town before they can come. Oh, okay. And it took us a year and a half to get the BCA involved because, you know, Paul Blart on a Segway wanted to, <laughs> wanted to <laughs> Sorry, some, solve the UN crime. Paul Blart. <laughs> you, know.
2: you know what's amazing to me? By coincidence, before you came on this morning, the people on the show didn't know who was going to be on the the podcast today. And it's Halloween in a couple of weeks. So we were asked the question, what is your greatest fear and they had a whole list of things. I heard that. And guess what mine was?
5: I heard you.
7: Yeah. Mm. Uh, it is,
5: man. It is. Oh, yeah. You know and It's you know it's again it's a depressing topic, but Yeah, it, is. it happens to families every day.
3: You every know, day? Yeah. I think all fathers go through that. Andy is a young dad and I remember when my son was born, I spent the first two years of his life worrying that I was going to walk into his room and he'd be dead. Oh, yeah. I it was really? just
1: every. Pre- every parent <laughs> and I, I, I didn't realize
3: did this until <clears throat> I was having cocktails with a buddy of mine who has two boys. About eight or nine years later, and I said, "God, when Wes was little, I just couldn't sleep for two years." And he goes, "Doug, every dad does that." Yeah. <laughs> like,
4: oh, okay. yeah, I, yeah, I guess I'm not true. special. Yeah, I, I don't think you ever stop worrying. No, I don't I think you think 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 so, do. You so, just worry about you know, different things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when they're in
3: high school, you worry about them doing stupid things, taking Mm, drugs or drinking and driving too fast and killing people and stuff. And I don't know.
2: So how, when you wake up in the morning, does it go from day to day? I mean, is it, when you wake up, when I wake up first thing in the morning, it seems to me, and I don't know why, but it's all the bad stuff that comes first. And then you got to adjust to it and get out of bed, you know? Well,
5: it it is like that, you know, it, it never goes away. It's always there, but at some point you got to kind of compartmentalize it. Yeah. And then you know, like I say, the things we do and the justice for Jonathan and whatever we're doing, flags across America now here for for the holidays and and so it keeps your. It's almost. I was just thinking about it today. It's almost. You know, Johnny's gone. But it's almost still like helping him with his homework, yeah. or <clears throat> yeah. you know, helping him with his art project, or you know, they put the stuff in the boxes and get graded on, you know, their side. So it's almost, you know, it's it's so hard to explain. But the worst thing, you know, is is to, and we both go there. You know, you get, you know, the depression. But you have to you go to the doctor, oh you must be depressed, Brian, you know, here's this. Well yeah, but that makes me feel shittier, you know. Yeah. It's like here's yeah. that. Finally I said, you know, is there a pill that makes you happy? Well, no. Well, then I guess, you know, I'm gonna have to do that myself. Yeah. You know, I've done you know, you know, this is gonna raise your make you feel a little more Whatever the depression medicine does, all it did is give me a stomach ache and I felt worse, you know? And it was like.
4: You know, the one, the one thing I learned uh, after my brother committed suicide is that was 20 years ago. But the one thing I learned from there is that um, a lot of people, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people in the, same, in the same boat, into support groups, that kind of thing. And a lot of people want to say, well, you know, when, when am I going to move on? you know right but the the reality of course is that you don't move on you go on but you don't move
5: on right exactly exactly well
3: I have a friend who's a a priest and she's been on the show a couple of times Dana and she has a daughter who has been fighting her for her life since she was 15 three or four years now that's just really rare terrible kind of cancer and she's had just hundreds of hours of surgeries and they're still moving on and we were talking one day, and she says, you know what pisses me off the most? And I said, what, other than the fact your daughter has cancer? She goes, okay, other the second thing. Yeah, There's right, right. people that say God only gives you what you can handle. Oh, boy. She oh, goes, oh, boy. that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, didn't exactly. do this. Yeah, Hopefully he gives you the strength <laughs> to get through it. But right. this is not some part. And, and I hear ever since she said that, I mean, I've never said that to any of my friends that have gone through difficult times, but it, it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction, right. and they think they're helping, but I think that if you're in that position, it's like...
5: Right. Well, you know, I'm not a big Bible-thumper. We're <coughs> Irish Catholics went to...
2: Catholic oh, school. Come on, Mike. Let's non- get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you know. Ryan and I are going
1: to go at it now, baby. Ground number Catholic, Catholic boys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
5: you know, it does give you know, like even Jonathan, he went to Holy Angels. You know, we finally, you know, th- oh, sure. three sides of the family. It took us. You know, I was just a barkeep, and you know, so we worked and we put him through that high school. But it wasn't for the religion.
7: Yeah,
5: it's for the base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life. You know, right and wrong, and you know, and you know, he fit in pretty good over there. He was an O'Shaughnessy, so you know, and they were nice <laughs> enough. They planted a tree in front of the school for him, and you know, they've been awesome <clears throat> over there, too. So it's. I grew uh,
3: up in Lexington, Massachusetts, and one of my best friends was Brian O'Shaughnessy. Oh, one of like really? nine boys I mean, <laughs> yeah. They had their own baseball team like, Oh, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know,
2: one thing, Andy, you were very, very lucky because when you were born, and I suppose you know my brother Terry, who's older than me, went through it too, but my mother said, you're not going to name him August, are you? And I said, no, I am not going to August. name him August. No. Oh, you, don't, you don't know this story? I never told you this No, story. that's a very specific worry. So the <laughs> Well, I, I know, know your dad, right? There <laughs> must be a phobia for it. Uh, no. I'll tell you what the phobia is all about. <laughs> yeah. I've had uh, two great uncles and one uncle murdered. Huh. in my family my mother's family
1: oh uncle augie yeah
2: Uncle yeah. Auggie, yeah. Mm-hmm. so the first augie they found him with his head stuck in a snowbank with both arms and both both legs broken oh so that Ouch. was augie part one and then eddie his brother was beaten to death wow and then so they so my grandmother had a baby boy well just to honor him i'm going to name my son august well, that August was thrown off a building to oh. his death. So when they asked me if I was going to name Andy August, no, no, I'm not. Seems to be an unlucky name. Yeah, yeah. let's not go with that. Well, yeah, There seems to
4: be a trend in that family.
2: Well, I will tell you one thing. My Uncle Augie had a female chauffeur in a car, but he never had a job. Mm. So what does that tell mm. you, Mike, mm. <laughs> in North well, Minneapolis? Yeah. I wonder wow. what he was doing. Yeah. I wonder.
5: Yeah, yeah I,
4: I had a, a certain branch of my relatives, you know, they... they uh, they always had the, you know, the, the winter tan. Yeah. <laughs> and and they always had the Cadillacs. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but they didn't always have jobs.
2: <laughs> no, didn't have a job. But he did teach me a lesson just before, well, no, it was about six years before he was murdered. Mm-hmm. On my seventh birthday, Augie this, the second comes over. He said, Tommy, before I leave tonight, I'm going to give you the greatest gift you're ever going to get. I said, okay, sounds good. So I'm all excited. I'm seven years old. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. So we're going through it and everybody's left and Augie's the only one left. So I said, Augie, um, Uncle Augie, uh, everybody's gone. He goes, Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the greatest gift right now that you're ever gonna get in your entire life, but I wanna see everything else that you got. So I showed him my BB gun and whatever it is, and then my godmother gave me seven silver dollars. Oh, thanks the coins. <clears throat> He said, could I see those? And I said, sure. And I gave them to him. He's looking at him. He goes, God, these are beautiful. What a great gift. Now, here's your gift from me. put them in his pocket and said, don't ever give anybody your money. (laughs) And he never gave it back. Oh, that was harsh. That's (laughs) a true story. Beginning to
3: understand a little bit about why he failed his flying
2: lesson. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) Yeah, he did a little plummeting. Oh, Um, they told my grandmother, of course, well, he slipped in the tub. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's why his whole head's caved in
0: right like, no. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms TuneIn, Pocket Casts, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Spotify, IR and Apple Podcasts. The
2: Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great.
0: Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the
2: sixth North American Banking Company and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six?
0: I used my computer.
4: You know, my oh, uncle Saul—he—he he taught me the same lesson, but it was over a bet on a boxing match, and he only took a penny from me.
2: So I get seven bucks. You got a penny. A penny. That it's was not it. Not fair. Yeah. Seven
4: and,
1: silver dollars probably worth a lot more than seven bucks now. Oh no, absolutely. That was oh yeah. Gold, mm. Silver dollar coins.
2: No question about it. God. Brian, I tell okay. you what. I, you know, I heard you were coming in today because I do remember years ago. I yeah, I you know, called you. You called me on the air, and it was man, that was tough. I know.
5: You know, and and in that situation there, you know, you just want to scream out. Oh yeah. You want someone else to know. You know, you're all balled up, and you know, you just. So I apologize for that. Maybe, oh no, no, no! You no know, you don't it, ever it,
2: apologize it, to me, know, man. You've you been know. through. What I have been trying to avoid, and I so far have my entire life. It's just, I don't know what the hell. I, Brian, I would tell you one thing: you you comport yourself very, very well. Because if it happened to me, I don't know that my anger would ever abate.
5: Well, you know, you you <laughs> go through that. You know how how many times, uh, how many different ways. Oh yeah, I've I know dreamt about it, planned it. You know. Wish I was rich so I could hire a bunch of SWAT team guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know that'd be good, you that's know. a good route to go. And, uh, you know, at some point that has to be released, you know, and it's, you know, I, you know, smoke the occasional dube and have the occasional shot of Patron. There you go. But uh, I got really good family and my sister and I got really good friends, you know, from, that's good. you know, from grade school, you know, so, and they don't treat me any different, they, that's good, you know, it's, you know, my nickname's been B.O. since I was in sixth grade.
2: <laughs> well, that's nice you
5: know, you know, yeah, That's great. Well, my, my middle name was Jay, so I was either
2: going to be B.J.
3: Yeah, that's
2: my name. With B.O. But, yeah, you know.
3: it's probably the lesser of two evils.
2: So you got B.O., and I got tuberculosis, TB. That's great. <laughs> that wonderful. It all works out in the and
3: end. And I got spitball. That was oh, you, you got, got spitball.
5: Sure, yeah. That's
3: terrible. <laughs> oh,
5: good lord. Hell yeah! Uh, you know nobody can give yourself a nickname. No, no, know.
0: that's true.
3: Well, some people try. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, they do. it. Just they call do. me Sparky, or yeah, it doesn't <laughs> <They're> work. <out laughs> I'm gonna start right. calling no. you Sparky from now on. Yeah, oh, that's a good Sparky one. one. Sparky Sprinthal.
5: When I moved away, well, this kid in high school, his nickname was Schmoll. I called him Schmoll. You know, it's like you're Schmoll. <laughs> when I moved back, yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, Schmoll. No, uh, I'm dude now. But, <laughs> no, they call me dude. Everyone calls me dude. Uh, yeah. No, they don't. They call you small. You know, it's like well, it you, make it what did kind of you change your? You can't change your own nickname. You know, it's like. Uh,
3: but and uh, that, I think it's worse in small towns because my yeah. wife is from Hastings, which you know is a relatively small town, and one of her lifelong friends, who was dating her older sister for a while, is a guy named Brian Schomer, but. If you're in Hastings, his name's Gomer,
5: right. oh, that's yeah. to this Gomer. day, oh, sure. and he's, yeah.
3: uh, you know, he's probably pushing sixty. I'm guessing. I don't know exactly, Brian. but <laughs> it's just that's more of a small town thing. But
5: yeah, you got, you got to see. Uh, The Big Lebowski, Mm -hmm. and he grew his hair out and started drinking rum and cokes, Mm -hmm. and now he was the dude.
2: (laughs) He was the dude. uh, Just skipped the
3: whole
1: acting lessons (laughs) part of the persona and just went right for the bathrobe and the (laughs) booze. That's one reason it would be nice to have one of those unpronounceable Polish names. You can't make fun of it. Yeah. They can't even read it for (laughs) one, so they don't know how to pronounce it to even make a fake name out of it. Put a vowel in there, that'd be good. Yeah, exactly.
4: When (laughs) I I started covering baseball, it took me like a year and a half before I learned to spell Yastrzemski. Oh, God, God. yes. (laughs) And I figured once I had that down, there was nothing left. (laughs) You got it. Yeah, Yeah. so imagine
3: growing up in Lexington, you had to learn how to spell Yastrzemski in Massachusetts. (laughs) Yeah, there
2: you Uh, go. God, I loved you. Carl, oh, God, what a player. He was absolutely amazing.
4: I saw him. Uh, you know, of course, he, he, uh, he was probably what was he? He must have been 41 or two when I was covering baseball. Really? And that was the thing I remember most about the first year covering baseball was going into the locker room of the Red Sox, and there was this this old guy. He looked like, you know, someone's accountant. Oh. And he had, of course, he had the huge eye black under his eyes. You know, he was still doing that sort right. of thing. And he was sitting at a desk, which was like one of those desks that are made for maybe fifth graders. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and and he was using the ink well as an ashtray. <laughs> oh,
2: well. Did he not know that that went right through to the floor?
4: <laughs> well, he placed an ashtray. No, there. he did. He put an ashtray in there. I'll, okay. I'll tell you one thing. If he hadn't. They would have cleaned it up without saying anything.
1: I would have to agree with you on that. We had inkwell divots in our desks when I was a kid, and I I was always like, what are these? What is that? What's that there? I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with this. No, he was a hero
3: when I was a kid. Oh, Yastrzemski? The 1967 series was, the, the whole season was, I was ten so no. it's it, 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 triple crown here triple crown and i remember when he when he won the triple crown i'm like
4: i wonder if he's going to win it next year it's like
3: <laughs> well, wait a minute that only yeah. happens about every 15 or 20 but, years right? but here's
4: a fun fact the next year 1968 he he uh, he had the highest batting average yeah. and it was 3.01 yeah 3.01 and that's that's uh that's the lowest batting average uh in the league going back right that, and, to but, win
3: but 68 yeah. was the year they had the really high the higher mound yeah. right and well, nikki oh, rolich right. won yeah. 30 games and
4: but the but the fact is that you know cutting going to to the twins now luis ariz he was his was the second lowest batting 317?
3: average 317
4: 312 i think i think he was uh, i think it was like like three, Yeah, yeah might have been 317 316 oh,
1: i thought it was
3: 312 it was for a while i think that's what aaron judge it, wound
1: up at shall
3: and, I Google
1: oh, this man? Yeah. And, and, you you say? always well, do. Something. American League batting average
3: <laughs> champion, <laughs> this this new oh, 2022.
4: And the only reason, the only reason that Arise won the batting average title, was because in the last month of the season. All Aaron Judge did was try to hit a home run. Yeah, that's
2: correct. Right. And, that's correct.
4: And second, no one would pitch to him. Yep. So he's always lunging at pitches out of yep. the strike zone and trying to get to 62. That's right. right. He and finally, he got there. He finally yep. got there. Yeah, but Very it hurt. his batting average probably probably cost him 20 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. And he would have won the triple crown.
2: Well, tw- yeah, three, yep. three, 316, whatever it was, that's. That's pretty well, it's not as low as a three oh one, but it's pretty damn low. It's
4: it's low and especially when you don't really produce runs any other way.
2: And then when your best friend, didn't he, used to hit around three sixty all
4: the time. Yeah, yeah. Carew, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rod
2: Carew, great buddy of Mike well, You know,
4: I, I think that I think Rod Carew more than anyone that I that I ever covered, kind of helped me establish my brand, you know. Yeah, well, that's probably true. By threatening to kill me every day. Oh, he did I did tell he about? really? Oh, every day. Every day. Never missed a day. It, <laughs> it got to the point where I'd see hollow ap- at that point. I mean, it <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, doesn't mean much.
4: I'd see him approaching, and I, and before he could say anything, I'd say, Yeah, I, I know, Rod. I know. You're going to kill me. Okay? Gosh. Okay,
2: now, Brian, you got to hear this one. And I'm going to ask Mike the question. <laughs> so he and Rod Carew didn't get along too well. They built the Metrodome. And I said, Mike, this is on the air live on KQRS, I said, Mike, I'm sure you're pretty happy about the fact that the street right behind the Metrodome was named after Rod Carew, <laughs> and you asked me... Well,
4: it must be called Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: not, not Rod Carew, Carew way, it was Psychopath. <laughs> I well, laughed for about a week.
5: Well, he came to our little league when I was just a all and... Uh, he wasn't a very nice man to any of us kids. You know, oh, he wasn't I, nice to kids either? No, God. We were very all little, guy. little leaguers. <laughs> why why was he room. there? Well, you know, I suppose he got, got 500 paid. bucks. Yeah. And a, you know, Probably got paid. And, wow. And a ride down you know
2: yeah. why do you want to treat people like that i just don't yeah. understand that never well, liked them after that rod,
4: rod no. Carew was an angry guy and was, people would yeah. always say well you know what does he have to be angry about man he hits 360 you know he's making all this money look if if you're born angry if you're in an angry yeah. sort of situation That's when you're true. growing up it doesn't matter. You're always going to be angry. What are you looking right. at me for? I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is the new Tom. Yeah, this is the new Tom. Here, man.
2: Yeah. There you go. No, I mean, that, that's a very good point to make, though, but Brian. In, in your situation, once again, because I do have that underlying anger. I don't even deny it. I don't know what the hell I would have done. I really don't know.
5: Well, I couldn't tell you to this day if I was face-to-face, well, what i do, do. Yep.
2: Um,
3: and the, if you think that that is enough for one person to handle, there's a second side to the story. And I talked to Brian about this a couple of days ago. If he was okay sharing it, what's the worst thing that can happen other than losing one son?
2: You didn't go with two.
5: Yeah, my uh, oldest son passed away oh, July 28th. My God. He's addiction as a oh, kill. Yeah.
2: And was that part of the the previous deal? Do you think? His drug use did it have something to do with his brother dying?
5: Oh no, 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 no! No, It it was 38, and uh, he's been fighting it for years. You know, in fact, I'll give you an an example of addiction, and I'm sure you know. I don't want to suppose, but Mike probably gets this, and everyone, you know, like uh, the day after Johnny was shot. I had to get Michael out of jail oh, for God. possession of meth. Oh, the next man. afternoon, I'm over in Pierce County getting him out, and so we fought it and fought it. And he just, uh, when when they're addicted like that, and he, you know, he's drinking. He's an Irish boy, so he put some Jameson away, and then you know you. You hit the meth and then you gotta come down and go to sleep so you get the fentanyl and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and uh, so not only that we had a you know i was in the bar business a long time so i had a bunch of guys that were musicians you know like doug and and we all got together and had a celebration of life and everybody played and my friend brian notton who's a guitar player and one of my best friends, and he goes, I didn't
3: know that. I don't know Brian, Vera. I know who he is, obviously. He's a great, great musician. Huh? Yeah,
5: yeah, and uh, he looks out the window. Oh, he goes, Bill, what, what's Michael doing? Well, we had the auction in the back room and stuff. Here's Michael loading up auction, o- auction items, in the trunk of his car, so he can bring him to the pawn shop yeah, at his own brother's.
7: Mm.
5: You know, oh, yeah. so when you but, but when you're addicted, you know, I'm not trying to jam up Michael at all. You know, no, but you're not at this at that point. They look the same, they sound the same, God. they but they're not the same. You know, and you right. just you know, and that's so hard for families to really get. It's like, why isn't he listening to me? Well, he's. Not him, right. you know, he's someone else, you know. So anyway, he ended up <coughs> unconscious. So I get the call, <coughs> excuse me, and then uh, he's on a ventilator and he's unconscious and he hadn't woke up for seven days. And so they said, well, you got to get this ventilator out and, you know, we're going to need you to do it. So, you know, so we go up, so we're pulling the plug on your my son. You know. So I leaned over and I just said, you don't owe anybody any fucking money. You don't owe anything like that. You got one thing to do and that's breathe. And they took the ventilator out and he he did breathe for about 17 days and then fell back into it and there was going to be no recovery. So not only do you get to unplug your son once, you get to do it twice. Jesus. <laughs> you know. So, you know, here we go with the but there's a lesson learned there, you know. Michael, he's turned down for, he needed, he had a bad liver because of all this, and was gonna get a liver transplant and straighten up, but never could quite do it, you know, and uh, nobody could force him. I slapped them upside the head a few times, brought him to live with me, you know. Well, it, like I say, they're, they're not them anymore. They look like your kid, didn't sound like it, but. Your kid's gone. You know, it's someone else, and, and so it's a hard, uh, hard thing. But you know, uh, you have to. That's a tragedy in itself. But Michael's been trying to kill himself for fifteen years. You know, or, yeah. So it doesn't come as a shock, really. You know, and all the hospitalizations. But yeah, you know.
2: You know what amazes me about that is that you think about what you've been through, and then I'm looking at the the a newspaper, I don't even say which one it is, and all I see are complaints about, oh, you called me the wrong surname, I'm deeply hurt, I'm a victim. No, no you're not. Yeah. Well, okay, I mean, seriously.
5: Well, I, when you talk about that, Tom, oh,
2: on, on KQ, no, I
5: always, you know, I, I understand it. There, uh, I disagree a little bit be, because just by circumstance, you're a victim, you right, know. You're aware right. of, v- but you don't have to portray that forever. I mean, that mm-hmm. happened to you that day, and we were a victim that day. You know, it doesn't, it's not a life sentence, or, you know, you can't get anything out of that, you know, for yourself. You can't heal, you can't soothe yourself, or anything. You have to somehow, you know, like you know, like I said before, I got lots of good friends, and my sister's a stud, and you know, and so. You so know. you use the
2: wrong pronoun.
5: What I do know, you know, Brian. Well, she's not going to mind.
7: <laughs> she's <laughs> not going to mind. <laughs> well,
4: you know, I, I mean, I, I hate to devolve into politics, but people have now learned that if uh, things don't go their way, it must mean they're a victim.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Oh, yeah. Right.
4: And, yeah. you know, that's yeah. I don't know that that's ever going to stop.
1: I don't think it is, Mike. I think we're in this for the long haul. Everybody um, make be the victim. joke? Go ahead. It's all you people have been saying for 2,000 years.
2: <laughs> no! That's got to be right from who wrote that
1: movie. <laughs> movie? <laughs>
2: No, I don't know. I just I just wish people... See, once again, I, what I try to do, because I can get out of line once in a while, there's no question about that, but you try to learn from other things that maybe you should be a little happier than you are.
3: I you think that, oh, yeah. That's right. exactly right. Well, you and can
5: make yourself sad, you know, yep. if you want to, but you gotta, uh, you know...
3: Right? And that's one of the things... I, we're not friends. I mean, this is really the only second time we've met. We chat on Facebook once in a while, but... That's one of the things about you that I find really impressive. Just to lose one child would, I think, knock mm. me to my knees. And yes. two, I don't yep. know if I would be. You know, you're you're a positive, happy guy. I uh, just, I don't, I don't see the alternative. Yeah, well, well a lot of people right. do. You know, you know, you know.
5: Well, yeah, you know, I'm 64. I'm gonna try to get. Uh, everything in that I yeah. want. You know what I mean? I don't want to... You're not hoping for the Vikings <coughs> to win the... Well, you know, that would be nice. I <laughs> mean, you, you got to be realistic, Brian. Yeah, you know? exactly. You're not going to live forever. No, I
2: don't, I don't. I'm a fun. guy that's from Massachusetts whose team won the Super Bowl about
1: 85 yeah, times. Yeah, well, we,
3: it. I was a Red Sox fan, and we <laughs> had we went from 1918 to 2004. <laughs> that, is right.
4: that is we were were right. We were almost group. 0 for 100. So <laughs> that's amazing. And then steroids like came along. and Whoa!
3: <laughs> the funny thing Paul, was... Well, <laughs> then they got Big Poppy. Yes, yeah,
7: and so
0: was kind
3: so
7: of
0: course. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures, Creatures like Bigfoot and I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, IR Radio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave
2: Schrader.
3: We go back and forth between really somber topics and baseball history. That's all you got to so, do, man. What's both of do my grandmothers were alive in 1986, and I'm, I'm living in Minnesota, I'm watching Game 6, and I have my Rolodex, my phone book out, because I'm going to call both of them, when we inevitably win the World Series in Game Six. of course. And my mom's mom, my grandmother, and uh, my mom's side used to sneak my mother out of grade school to go watch Ted Williams play in the pool. Oh, I, I mean, was f- a huge yeah. baseball fan. And my other grandmother saw Babe Ruth pitch for the Red Sox in 1916 oh or 17 God, that's when she was getting her master's at BU. Wow. So big baseball family. And when that ball went through his legs, uh-huh. Oh, I closed God. the Rolodex and I fired oh. the effing thing against the wall <laughs> shut the TV off and I didn't Bill watch Buckner. Game 7 because I knew they were going to lose yeah. and sure enough they did yeah. uh, so I'll... cry me a river about the Vikings catch. I'm not
2: kidding you man, Bill Buckner I did, did he ever get over that? Oh yeah, he's,
3: I, on the oh, Kernier Enthusiasm there's an episode Oh that's
7: right, That's
5: right. I <laughs> we're about bad. The fans didn't is, get over is, it, is it is no, the he, he, he man. I think he is, yeah, but he was
3: making fun of himself and the culmination of the episode is there's a, they're walking down the street and uh, and there's an apartment building on fire, and a woman has got her baby and she throws oh, it right. out and Buckner runs down the street and you're like oh my god Larry David you can't have him drop the kid. <laughs> And he makes the
5: catch. It he was,
2: makes so it. On some
5: level, he got it get over, to go that's through That's phenomenal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right through his legs. And I
3: think, it, in fairness to uh, Bill, he, if I remember right, he was playing with a hamstring injury. Yeah. and maybe shouldn't have been yeah. in the game. But but when that happened, I'm like, you, know. you efforts. <laughs> he had a pretty good career, too. Uh, you know, yeah. a good player. Good
5: player yeah. you oh, know? Yeah. So it's.
3: That's but kind when, of he, bad. when they when she threw the baby, I'm like, "Oh, Larry, <laughs> Larry, Larry, don't <laughs> do it! You didn't write this <laughs> in you. you know,
4: my favorite my favorite moment of the playoffs this year so far, hmm. it's Josh Donaldson hitting a long fly ball and sitting there admiring it.
2: I know that and, was amazing. You
4: know, it's funny because we've talked about Donaldson <coughs> in the past year, and uh, but he just sits there, and of course, it winds up uh, bouncing off the very top defense mm. he winds up being thrown out at first base, first
1: base. <laughs> got thrown out oh, at first base almost trying to do a called shot kind of thing but oh, didn't yep. really work very well this is and what they all too. do he's just it, you know? a prick
4: Josh Donaldson is, is a horrible person but, but yeah. they all do it and, you know yeah. they hit the long fly ball and they don't want to be embarrassed by running and then finding oh, out they didn't yeah. have to run so they don't do anything
3: Oh. You get your ass kicked for that, even in Little
4: League. Oh, you run out <laughs> everything. Well, especially you know? in Little oh, yeah. League, actually. Because they don't get their ass kicked for them in the majors. Yeah, leagues. that's right. It's just, Little League is where you learn to just, you know, if, if, if one of my players did it, if Billy or Jimmy or Shlomo did it, Slo-mo, I'd be very upset. Sure. Well, I wanted oh, to be right.
2: all-inclusive. Particularly if Shlomo doesn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Shlomo very, very
4: had an excuse because he was always, uh, you know, there was always a holiday so he didn't make it to the yeah, games but, or the practice very often but you think i will the
3: tell games. you that mike is not joking so this <laughs> my software job this company that walls are spun off our development team is in mm-hmm. israel yep every From other week the <laughs> second week of september until mm-hmm. yeah. end of Ak, halloween nobody in the country works it's one after another well, those are it's just a, the conventional god.
4: holidays yeah. Yeah. oh god yeah There's... i mean i mean my my orthodox jewish friends in the diaspora Believe me, they have they have a whole catalog of holidays that none of us have ever heard of. You know, the, my, and I, I learned a lot about it uh, you know, coaching little league, and there were you know there were always a couple kids from the uh, from the diaspora.
1: Well, I mean, if a culture is three thousand years old, you only add in a holiday every hundred years, three yeah. yeah, hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although 39. the Catholics are, the
3: Catholics have taken a page from that. My wife oh, works God, at yeah. c's oh, and yeah. Hastings, and it's oh, yeah. like, well, I'm off on Mondays. Yeah. Why are you off? Well, it's uh, the mm-hmm. feast of Saint Leviticus.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a, I I had a friend in uh, it was in grade school, and he was going to a Catholic school, and he wasn't paying attention to the teacher. And um, they were talking about holidays. I think it was it's like the first Tuesday after Easter or something. I don't know. And she calls on him, and she says, "Okay, what's the name of the holiday?" And he goes, "Holy." Tuesday, <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. Holy Tuesday. Holy. T- he just he made just it up. Guessed. Yep.
3: Well, that's Fat Tuesday.
7: That's
1: the day before
7: <laughs> the start of Lent. That, so, there
1: you well, go. that would got. work. That
3: there
5: would work go. for him for
1: two days a week because there's Holy Saturday yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you just guess a day and holy call it holy, Tuesday. there you go. You got a Catholic holiday. Well, I Tuesday.
4: had a I had a next door neighbor. He he uh, he moved eventually to uh, Rockland County, New York. Mm-hmm. Where uh, he went, he moved to a town called Montsi, which had a population at the time of like thirty thousand, and I think they had at the time something like 150 synagogues. 150
2: well, 30, a hundred and fifty synagogues. hundred and fifty and thirty thousand. the Orthodox Jews
4: like small schools. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, but but um, unlike
2: in Minnesota, like
1: the big ones in the Minnesota. Well, churches, churches, you yeah. know,
4: the ones you know about are big. Well, that's true. But yeah, the ones yeah, you don't point. know about, no, that's, that's yeah, we, have, we have a
1: bunch of small churches in our town.
4: Yeah. You'd probably have, like five.
1: Hmm. It's crazy.
4: So, so uh, he invited me over for. He used to invite me over for dinner on the, on the Sabbath occasionally. I'd go over there on Friday nights, and uh, his wife, who uh, worked uh, worked all day long, then had to come home and make the Sabbath dinner. Of course, she'd get up at five a.m. to start making, you know, like the bread and things. So it was about. Mm-hmm. It was it was a relaxing holiday for everyone except her. For her, it was about a twenty-hour workday.
7: Yeah. Well, that's and, and
4: so uh, he said. Uh, so he said, Mike, uh, after we were done eating, he said, Mike, uh, you know, we're going to go over to the synagogue uh, because, of course, it's a big holiday. And, and uh, why don't you come over with us? I said, well, uh, you know, I hate to seem ignorant, but what is the holiday? And he said, oh, well, it's Shmini at Don't you know that? <laughs> of course. And I said, well, I, you know, I'd heard about it. But, and I said, uh, and he said, yeah, well, you know, now it's like 9.30. It's getting light. And uh, and I said, well, um, uh, how, long, uh, how long does the, the service last? He said, well, we should be out of there by 8 a.m. <laughs> All I can say is, man, I I got medication to take. I've got a cat. I, can't I have a cat.
1: I mean, I've used that excuse before. Sorry, I got my cat.
4: Yeah, well, a cat he needs to be to fed. Be fed. Yeah. yeah, you can
2: no, put on it's... a Kinky Friedman album, you're good to go. <laughs> That's about Every it. Year. By the way, have you seen the show The Patient? Steve yes, Carell.
3: I'm watching that. It's really holy,
2: Hannah. But he you see when he, you see the episode where he started. Reading the Kaddish.
3: Yes, that's the last one I watched. Scared
2: the pit. I mean, he's so, standing there reading it. He's chained up at the leg. He
3: plays a, a therapist. Yeah. Uh, and one of his patients turns out to be a mass murderer, oh, young God. kid. He's like nineteen oh, or twenty seen or probably. something. Woo. And uh, but but he wants to get help, and so the the kid thinks, well, what better way than just to kidnap my therapist and chain him to a bed in the basement of my well, house? What Steve
4: Carell is. He's, he's amazingly amazing. good at yeah right. he is terrific in that movie Talisman. So, so where where can I see this it's on it's on
2: TV mm, is it
1: on it's on Hulu <laughs> Hulu just go to Channel 7. Steve
3: Carell's character's wife had passed away of cancer oh. he's got a couple of kids the oldest son is split from the family because he became an Orthodox Jew, and his mother told him he was joining a cult. So there's all this this sort of family dynamics, but the, it's a really powerful and dark show. But I know if want you to want to watch him. something that's f- okay, I'm to add one more
2: thing go before we move on. When he's doing the Kaddish, remember what ha- should I tell him what happened? Sure. How he's doing it, or should would that ruin it for him?
3: Ah, uh, maybe let him watch it. Yeah, I'll let him yeah. watch
2: it. He tries to do it from memory, mm-hmm. and what happens is. Really yeah. creepy. It's amazing.
3: It's a great great show.
2: He's a he is terrific in that show. I mean He's that's a really good actor. He's a really good actor.
3: You know, he it would have been so easy for him to play michael scott for the rest of his life oh, God, yeah, yeah no yeah. you're right too. i think but john Hamm has that problem yes you know, he, does. he was oh, so yeah. big in mad men yeah. and mm-hmm. now he just can do progressive commercials <laughs> right? because yeah. nobody can picture him doing anything
1: well, that's, else uh, I, that's probably half of all actors if you think yeah. about it oh i think that's right
4: yeah <clears throat> so is, is steve carell i you know i, I hate to ask the obvious question <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if he is
3: yeah is he, he, he seems like he is it never heard to me that he
4: might be but he
3: portrays it very, very well. What do you mean?
2: And, seems to be. What is he tight with a dollar? No, just <laughs> <how he's, laughs> no his, He his, acts pretty Jewish. His, his, yeah, his, I know. Really that really
3: Jewish. is a terrible thing to say. But <laughs> <laughs> he looks very different than his Michael Scott character. Oh, very just, different. His hair is a lot curlier, and it's yep. all gray, and he's got a beard, oh. and he's pretty professorial.
4: And well, Andy, well, you, can you help us with this question? He is Roman Catholic. Yeah, I didn't okay. think he was Jewish. So I'm not watching. There's an old <laughs> you <laughs> out. No, once again, no. what well, are you're going to find a Jewish actor.
2: It's not easy to do. Well, I mean, you no. know. Well, it's, he my plays a guy who
1: converted to Judaism. Yes, so. exactly. Oh, so okay. they get around you know, it. Okay. So uncle you
3: used to again. sing a song in the 60s. I don't know if it was a real song, but the first line was Steve McQueen is Jewish. Would you believe it? And it goes on and on and names all these famous <gasps> actors that are actually
1: Jewish. That yeah. sounds like the Adam Sandler song. Yeah. Uh, isn't that the Ad- Adam Sandler? Yeah. I, think, I think that came later. Could have been. Mm, it might have been a ripoff, I wonder. But Maybe. honestly, God, Mike, you have to watch it because
2: just... His facial expressions, his body language—he nails this role, yeah. Of man. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's good. Anyway, you said there was some so other. So the other happy one, and I've
3: mentioned this before, is called Reboot, and it's about a. There was a sitcom in the '90s, coming-of-age thing, and this woman who won, winds up being a Hollywood writer uh, in present day wants to remake it. and Gets all the original—they were formerly you know, really young actors now they're you know middle-aged and stuff and super dark stories but the woman is is very funny and her dad is a hollywood producer played by paul riser and he is i love he's, he's always nominally funny he's really every funny. every show there's they they fire and mike used to do this on the morning show um and it was one of the reasons that i i listened to it is that he would throw jokes by people so fast you go wait did, what what did he just say? <laughs> and I love that. It's really God. cool. And this is, Paul Reiser, every show gets a couple of lines like
2: that. It's like, whoa. Yeah, he's terrific. So
3: that's called the, uh, the uh, reboot.
2: He, he appeared in the studio once. Remember who he brought with him? I will never forget as long as I live. It was a dream come true for me. Paul Reiser comes in. He's got a movie. I can't remember the name of the movie now. But it's about 10, 12 years ago, something like that. All sudden, around the corner comes Peter Falk.
4: Oh, oh, in man. Studio
2: B at, at the queue.
4: At Probably had nice. to be a while ago. I was going to yeah, say, it was, it was maybe when you think it's like 10, 20 years. you get
3: older, when you yeah, think it's 10 true. years ago, just double it. Yeah, now it's already <laughs> happening, yeah.
2: So, Brian, Peter Falk's one of my favorites of all time. Oh, I for adore sure. that man, right?
4: Great talent.
2: So, at the end of the interview, he comes up and gives me a hug yeah. and whispers in my ear, kid, what are you doing in Minneapolis?
1: What a <laughs> nice thing to say. <laughs> yeah. wow, Peter yeah. Falk died 11 years ago. And then when he left, did he stop and go, and another thing?
2: One more
7: thing. It's just one more It's one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: God, those two, Paul Reiser and Peter Falk together, forget it. Phenomenal. Yeah.
3: Right. The in laws is one of my favorite. Movies. Oh, tremendous. God. Serpentine yeah. shell, Serpentine. <laughs> you got to join the agency because of the benefits. Although the key is the, the benefit program is staying alive.
2: You know what's kind of sad, though? <laughs> He said, and in that movie, Peter Falk said he's talking about taxation and the United States. And he goes, I mean, what's the world going to be like when a 12 pack of Budweiser is $1,200? <laughs> well, it's almost there now. It's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs>
3: Who played the president of the island nation? What was that? Oh guy's name? yeah, he was um, really Victor, funny
2: too. Victor, His first name is Victor, but I can't remember. When his he last rolls
3: name. out the flag,
2: it's a black <laughs> is that velvet. On the prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> That's your wife? No, it's a prostitute from the village.
4: <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful flag, General. <laughs> you know, I, I have missed so much because of horse racing.
2: No, oh, I suppose. <laughs> How's your horse racing going?
4: It's fine. Yeah.
2: Making a little dough.
4: I don't. I don't bet on the horses as, as much, and by what that I mean. The amount I bet and the frequency, yeah. as I used to, because I try to write as often as I gamble. So well, that's a good thing. You know, then. Well, it's uh, it's a balanced balance life. Balance, you know? is a good thing. But, uh, but I, I, I'm sharp there. You know, I think that I, I've known so many so many gamblers at, at the racetrack who were in their 80s, and all pretty sharp. Yeah. So I think if I've got any chance of dodging the family scourge, it, it might. I convince myself that it's horse racing.
2: Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Got you try a the lot New York Times animal.
3: crossword puzzle; it's probably do the same thing, and it's a lot cheaper. Indeed.
4: Yeah. Well, but but uh, it's not as much fun. Hmm. I mean, you know, you don't have as many many horrible stories about how you were about to make $60,000, and then your horse jumped over the fence and, <laughs> and, then, and then drowned in the pool. Damn, that's not good. Yeah. That's true. Yeah,
3: crossword puzzle world is kind of, of without thrill. that level of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although if I can make it through Thursday, when I used to do it pretty often, I was always proud of myself.
4: Although my, you know, my oldest son, Jake, did win the Winter Carnival Crossword Puzzles uh, Contest mm. a few years ago. Wow. Yeah.
5: They do those things in, like, a minute.
4: Well, oh, uh, it's, it's quick. Know. And the yeah. funny thing is he beat he beat uh, a guy by the name of Bob was Oh, yeah. Who is one of my oldest friends.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. In
4: Gotta fact, cut. he's actually literally one of my oldest friends because he's, like, 91. Oh. Is that right? And he's, and he's, like, still playing tennis and doing crossword wow. puzzles.
2: Okay, see, right now I just got really pissed off because I put in Cast of the In-Laws and they brought up the second version with oh, Michael Why Douglas. would you remake Gee, that like, movie? Why would you ever remake that movie?
1: Every yeah. movie has been remade at this point. I mean, out of your
4: mind? Well, sometimes the remake is better. But sometimes. Not in
2: this case. Not in this case. Talk amongst yourself. I'm going to find
1: out. It's, well, I think his name is Victor can, or something. We can talk to Tyre Carver. Tyre, Tyre. Carver. Tyre,
3: how are you, son? Doing good. I wanted
1: to pick on you about your commercial this morning at six thirty.
3: Uh, okay, what did I do wrong this You're time, up? Your Royal Highness? <laughs> <laughs> You're uh,
1: talking about the GT forty. Uh, yes. You remember what race series you put it in? Uh, Le Mans. It's not a Formula One
3: car.
4: Oh, that's right. You're right. You're I, I knew LeMond. that as soon
3: as I said it. You idiot! Yeah. I, of course.
4: <laughs> this is like a. This is like the scene from My Cousin Vinny. It no, is. It is. Because <laughs> yeah. no, they didn't right. make it in '98. No, it was Le Mans
3: is not a Formula One race, <laughs> uh, and I knew that. You know, it's funny, and this is why I, know, I don't pick on Biden. I don't pick on Trump. When you're doing live media, even mm. if you're just a used car salesman, you're gonna screw stuff up. The worst one was. I think it was during the Floyd riots when I said that I, I came out in favor of police violence. I'm like, no, what I meant to say was, the
1: police <laughs> violence. Yes. Sometimes you need a little come by a car from us. Yeah, right. Yeah,
3: I'm, that's. Uh, I, it's funny uh, that you mentioned that because I, I'm flipping through, getting ready to talk about these specific cars on the cool car section on on Walzer.com. I'm like, you know, I always look at the stuff that I could afford, the 10, 15, the yeah. old Corvette or something. I am like, what's at the other end? Because we've got all these luxury oh, gotcha. stores down in Wichita. Yeah. they got an 05 Ford GT. Now, there, here's an interesting story. That You know why they couldn't call it the GT40? Because Ford didn't copyright the name back in the 60s. Really? Yep. Wow. So this was a tribute car that they made in 0405 and 06, I think.
1: Well, but so who owns the copyright then? Did someone else take it? Somebody,
3: yeah, somebody bought it, uh, ransomed it. So they just huh. Ford said, "Screw it, we'll just call it the GT." And these cars were—they were super rare even then, and they were—I think—window sticker was 150 grand, which that's a lot of money now. In 04 that was just in O4, it was probably yeah. almost twice as but much. But yeah. they've become really collectible. And this particular car had 1,800 miles on it, and we're selling it for 450. Eight ninety nine, because we couldn't just say four hundred fifty yeah, thousand right. dollars. Well, we have to do sell, the car thing and cheaper. add the eight ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot less a than four sixty.
2: So, by the way, uh,
3: thanks for correcting me as always.
2: Yeah, typical tire.
3: <laughs>
2: Somebody's got to do it. That's true.
3: I have <laughs> two ex-wives.
2: Oh my God! Oh. It's Only two? I thought it was more. That no. Mean, nah. Oh
1: goodie! I'm, I'm now put in with ex-wives.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's gonna be a thrill <laughs> for you. No question about it. And by the way, Mr. Sprinthal, his name was Richard Libertini.
1: Ah,
0: okay.
2: Played General Garcia. But I had to show you guys something. They really think that's supposed to look like Peter Falk? Wow. Look at this picture. Who, what huh. the hell's that supposed yeah. to be?
4: Where is he? It looks like my Uncle Jaime. Second guy
1: Heime. in. Oh, so it says Peter Falk right under there. Yeah, I yeah? think that's uh, not quite right. Unless yeah. well, he's like in a costume or something. Folk. I don't know. That's not it his looks facial like, structure, It looks or like no.
3: Vince Vaughn's high school graduation picture.
2: <laughs> yeah, there, yes, it does, actually. I'm looking at it like, what the hell? What is that supposed
1: to be? that is not Peter Falk, there's no doubt. And those AI-generated lists are always...
0: Oh, yeah, there's out.
4: always stuff like that.
0: Yeah. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you, The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. TuneIn, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser... Box, Spotify, IR Radio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal
2: 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with stretches picks.
4: You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah? And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? Visit Shift2Cell.com because life is expensive enough. And now that I saw his picture, thanks for this rest of the day, I'll be going, do you like these men? (laughs) (laughs) He had the the voice down. Oh, God, he nailed that role. Oh, yes, yes, I do. I like these men a lot. God, what a great... I'm going to have to go watch that movie again.
3: Alan Arkin in their beaks. (laughs) (laughs) Remember he's talking about the flies carrying... Yes. Anyway, watch uh, the in-laws if you're feeling down oh, God, the yeah, uh, absolutely. onset of winter is but just not, a the wonderful remake, movie. Apparently. not the remake. Not the remake that that's
2: was. remake that movie. I still don't so understand. When it's was two thousand
1: three? I think there was a remake in yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say
3: I think the in the original was the late eighties or so. That's
1: about right. Yeah. Uh nineteen Seven, oh. seventy 70 late seventies. Whoa! Eight. At ten and 43 years, years ago. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Only 43. Yeah. Hey, by the way, it was so long ago that Ed Bagley Jr. is not wearing glasses.
1: <laughs> that's <was> a long <laughs> time ago. He's driving a car with
5: gasoline. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, very good.
3: Exactly.
2: That's exactly it.
3: That's my theory about the woke generation. At some point, the only actor left in Hollywood will be Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: him, though. He's a great guy. He he is. I hear he's wonderful. We've too. had him on a few times. He's just a very genuinely nice man. Even in that show, Young Sheldon. Oh yeah you oh know, yeah I, he's good in there. He's too. terrific.
4: Well, he's a happy guy. yeah yeah Yeah, he
2: seems to be a very happy yeah. guy which was hey as long as you're happy with it instead of always angry because of it hmm. I right. don't care if it's left right or whatever yeah like I said, my two two favorite words right now is the woke on the left and the holy on the right. It's like both of you just get out of the hell get away from me right just leave me alone. Right. everything's right.
3: gonna be
4: fine. it'll
2: be great. great. I don't know Mike's not convinced and I'm not either.
4: I see a dangerous trend here. Yeah, I do, too. uh, Yeah. Why? Well, I guess because people have emerged from from the uh, spawn of the maggots. To oh. uh and they. Uh, I'm sorry about the metaphor. <laughs>
7: yeah, you know,
3: I didn't know
4: we could top somebody who lost both their son, their yeah, son. So really. had, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Hey, I Peter, mean, we, you know, people, the, the worst instincts of people have been cultivated.
2: Yeah, that's worth money.
4: And they were always there.
1: Yeah, they were always
4: there. Power right. and money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if you think about it,
1: we had the Civil War, and then we had to go 140 years. Mm-hmm. So we just do another one, and they got 140 years. There you go. Another Civil War. There yeah, you just, go.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. it should be
1: fun. Did you see Kim no Jong Un? Kim Jong Un this morning?
5: No.
4: Uh,
1: yes, Luke's I saw
2: him on
4: the street. Oh. He's been
1: saying that for the past yeah. decade.
4: Was he on the five or? Uh, yeah, I think he was. Yes, he was on the five. <laughs> I will tell you this. I wouldn't
2: know because I wouldn't watch that show. <laughs> I've with never your seen eye. it. Oh, I, God, I is that show horrible? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't... I can't tell you how smart it, I am. It's no it's like, secret oh, that
3: I was not a big fan of our former president but i will tell you that which one I think. but when about he started jacking yeah, around with kim jong-un and dennis rodman i'm like you know we've tried I everything know. else why not, why not? And i mean maybe he yeah, actually I opened them up a little yeah, bit it, but then he, I, did. he didn't finish well it's but, interesting
4: uh, that that um, uh, of all the documents that are missing the the one that they seem to want to, to find the most are the alleged letters to and from Kim jong Yeah,
2: that's, that's correct, but they can't find him.
4: That's, that, I guess that's the one that, that Trump secreted away somewhere where no one will ever find it.
2: Why did you have to say secreted? It sounds like it kind of came out like... Secreted.
4: <laughs> secreted, yes. That sounds nope, better. But, yeah, do it that way. Uh, fine, I'm sorry. I, but, <laughs> I, okay. well, here, can we do another take? Well, <laughs> yeah, let's go back and do another take, take. absolutely. Do,
2: don't you think, though... It, Is it absolutely impossible for the middle to eventually win over and go, look, both of you shut the hell up? I did see that in the Star Tribune today, by the way. Mm -hmm. There's an article in the Star Tribune today about the fact that they're trying to claim that people of color have a much harder time buying a house, Mm -hmm. which there's no proof, of course, they could offer that that's true. But uh, you should have seen the, the letters or the comments they got, about 65 of them, I think one of them, Agreed with the article, and the rest of the people said, Well, we've had enough of this. We've had enough of trying to blame everybody else for your problems. Right. Knock it off. Well, all yep.
4: those comments are just a uh, an excuse for people to uh, express their long held grievances. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I
1: suppose that's true. Any yes. news site, all the articles, are, or all the comments are negative on all the articles. So I shouldn't take Tom's an asshole personally? No, I, I wouldn't, fuck. <laughs> ryan's done that oh don't worry about it don't worry about a thing
4: i didn't take it personally when 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 some guy wrote uh the the morning show just went to hell when they fired stretch
2: i thought it was wonderful <laughs> no the firing not the other part oh yeah yeah well, thank you very much
4: uh, you and many others i
2: part. still love the fact that any time somebody leaves or gets fired at kq it was my fault it's like i don't hire and fire people <laughs> leave me alone Jeez. They still, to this day, they still believe that, I, okay, Sprinthal, he's out. No. That's, Heard
3: that before.
2: <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah, I've never been fired, as you know. I've only
3: been fired a couple of times.
2: I've been fired about 50,000 times. I think I've been fired from every job I've ever had other than Capitol Records. and No, this one, I just got fired from this one. You're right. So it's, uh, Capitol Records is the only one I wasn't fired from.
7: Head up.
4: I've never been fired uh, unless you count my marriage. Yeah, but I mean
2: you got to show up for work to get fired, don't you? A
4: <laughs> well, ah! uh, few days a week, ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs>
1: you can't fire
4: me I quit doesn't count.
1: Yes, that that, that is the deal. <laughs> well,
4: we did we did sort of get fired from our TV show, but Oh, did you? Uh, the uh, Sports Friday Show, but I loved that show. But the, everybody got fired from from the Midwest Sports Joe. It was more of a layoff, layoff, isn't it? It was because of the incompetence of the uh, former accountant who was running the place. And he, he was going to drive a hard bargain with the cable channels.
1: Hard bargains are never a good idea. They no, were going to no, have to no.
4: pay you know, more, more money to have access to our wide catalog of programming. <laughs> and the wide catalog of programming was the uh, Sports Friday with Stretch and Z, and then the high school volleyball
2: that no, was it. Yeah, it's pretty Why much. Why do you it. have that smirk on your face when you say that? <laughs> well, how's Z doing, by the way? I haven't talked to him in years. Z? Yeah. Got me. Well, you haven't talked to him either. He yeah. just kind of uh, disappeared. Yeah. It's What's his real name? Too bad. What do you not want to say? Uh,
4: no, you won't find anything. Oh uh, no? but, but you could you could look it up. Mark Zelenovich. Very talented guy. Oh, very
2: talented. Zelinovich. Very funny. Very talented, and a nice man. I mean, he had his problems.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy!
2: <laughs> time to wrap it up early today. Or... Wow! What do you think? Wait, holy Christ! That look on—I wish. You... Oh, I guess they could see the look on your face when you did <laughs> it.
7: <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Well, there is a Mark
1: Zelenovich from Minnesota on LinkedIn. His job is listed King of Fredonia. That would be, That'd be Mark. The so that. Would be one. The so That's all. That's the only information on there, though. So. Can I try
4: that again? Can I get a one shot? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was a good show though.
2: I remember they had me on the show one time and they had some like older furniture.
3: Yeah. I know it looked like they'd got you got it from Goodwill. Oh obviously. yeah, I remember that is where we got it. Yeah. Oh okay. And at right. the time,
2: I, I weighed about three ten. I was much bigger than I am now. And I walk out and I sit down on the couch and it goes crack like that. <laughs> and sometimes it goes, Rafer, get the gun,"
4: <laughs>
2: which I thought was pretty. That fun. was
4: one of his staples. Yeah, was it was. Yeah. you're right. That was yeah. one of
2: his staples. Rafer, get the gun" yeah. was a staple. You're right about that. And yeah, we
4: got all the we got all the furniture from Goodwill or Salvation Army.
2: You know that every time I drive past, uh, what is that, it's 50th and the Parkway, because yeah, his house was just a few blocks, yeah, a right. few houses down, I mean, I think about him every time I drive by there, I yeah, do.
4: right off Minnehaha Parkway. Right, right off there. Minnehaha Parkway. That's yeah, exactly and, right. and Mount Olive Church. Yeah, Park, right Across there. the street. Yep,
2: yeah. right across
1: the street. But Oh, where Alice is getting right. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Well, apparently Mark was on Bob's uh, BS show in 2020. He was a regular? No, he was on it. Oh, he, he appeared on it. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, episode 1276. Huh. Apparently, Sansivier's on done 1276 shows in the same episode. No. It says the Thanksgiving Day episode of the BS show features host Bob Sansevier being interviewed by KQ Morning Show oh. legend and icon. Oh,
4: okay, that's Oh wait, wait,
2: wait. Yeah, yeah. Legend and, and, icon icon, and Icon. Both.
4: Yep. Really? Both at the same time. I believe he's being ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I think this he might be humor. Right uh, yeah, that was. He might be right. Actually, that was an old Stretch and Z show interview. Oh, okay. He just replayed it. Oh, so it. they replayed it. Oh, okay. Where we. Well, what we did was we Which interviewed is, Bob. That's how you get to
3: 1,276 episodes. You, you just do, keep do 40 of your own and then reboot everything well, else. This Not was, untrue.
4: This was 12 years old, I think, this this interview was, because we'd been off the air for a long time. but mm-hmm. But, you no, know, we interviewed Bob, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And then what we did was we edited the thing so that we, he had zany, uh, uh, self-defeating, and uh, just rather sad responses.
2: I like that. Yeah. You made him look really good.
4: Yeah, like, you know, we'd say, Bob, what, what was the, you know, what was the, the best part of your life? You know, and then we would, in another part of it, kind of lead him up to say something that would fit in with that.
2: And then cut it in. So
4: he'd say something like, you know, when mm-hmm. I fell off my motorcycle and was in the hospital for 48 days. You know that kind. They of thing. didn't
2: give Bob a motorcycle, really, did they? No, I don't think so. I was so. going to say oh. God, I hope not given sense if you're a
4: motorcycle. But, what but a the thing mistake.
3: is it, it sort of ridiculed there's Bob. There's not a big enough helmet known to man. No,
4: there's not <laughs> exactly. It, it ridiculed Bob, but no one loved it more than he did. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Cause Cause that's, can take oh, a you're right. And that's why we knew we could do it because we knew Bob would would like it probably more than we did.
2: You know, one of the greatest things because his Sam just got married yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the, oh, you were at the wedding. That's I was right. there. Yeah. You were at the wedding. Hmm? Somebody, I guess, said to her, "Thank God, you look like your mother." <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she is a beautiful young woman. Oh, very pretty, yeah. very yeah. funny. And just a, very talented, very funny. Yeah, the uh, I really like her.
4: The of uh, course, the of uh, course, the the uh, reception where there were like 250 people mm-hmm. was in Buffalo, Minnesota.
2: Well, where was the wedding?
4: Uh, the wedding was probably in Buffalo,
2: but because I think she lives like, not in Saint Cloud, but kind of near there. So,
4: I yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, but my, Bob lives near there, so um, oh, near Buffalo, yeah, that's right, yeah. he does,
2: yeah, he, he does indeed.
4: And uh, Bob said that uh, that I was, I think he said I he, I was one of two liberals among the 250 people. Oh yeah, he,
2: that's not going to be a big liberal area. No, out there. no, no, it's not in Buffalo. No. No, it's probably true. But uh, one thing I will tell you, Brian, you would love about: you get your phone rings, and you answer your phone. He goes, "Hey, Tom, it's Bob." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. That was, I know that, who it is." That, mm-hmm.
4: that was that was the way the whole reception was. That's what I heard. He was dancing. He, he was, was dancing, and he was the, he was the master of ceremonies. Oh, he wasn't no. just the father no. of the
2: bride. That's a mistake.
4: And he had a microphone, oh. and he was shouting into it. And he was having a great time. And everybody had a great time.
2: That's what I heard. It was a terrific wedding. Yeah.
4: And I had, uh, of the 250 people there, I think, I I didn't know anybody, basically. Um, But I think about six or seven people came up to me and asked me where they could find a good accountant. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> nice Jewish boy, yeah, He'll you will know. know. It's Buffalo, Minnesota. He'll know. Do <laughs> you know any cobblers? Uh, yeah, yes, I do. There's no question about it.
4: It was a lot of fun. Sanny.
2: And I heard he was, he was very happy at that wedding, as yeah, yeah. he should have been. I Apparently, this uh, married a guy had a little gelt, huh? That's what I understand. Uh, I don't really...
4: Uh, I wasn't yeah. able to, uh, you know, check it out personally, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean any time look, this is not a knock on the guy, but any time you see a guy with two last name with two last names, you figure, well, he could have some dough.
2: What's his first name again? Uh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. That's his yeah. first name is Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. So what would you call him? Thorn? Hoth? What would you call him?
4: Uh, rich Boy? I don't know. <laughs> no, I I have I have no idea. Let's go with R B. I have no idea. I don't know anything about him.
2: Uh, names are good.
4: But he, he's probably a very nice guy if he, if he ma- married Sam. Tell. yeah.
2: Everybody told me. All
4: right, let's
3: switch down. gears. I've got one question that I didn't ask you, and this one, don't worry. It's, it's not going to be terrible. Okay. Did she or didn't she? Our friend at the Harbor Inn. Retire. Um, she did. She they, did. They, they did. See? Well, you they climbed all now. over me I climbed summer, on you, but, uh, oh, So Ryan. what we're talking about, there's a... Famous couple in Red Wing, uh, Patty and her husband, the bear. And Patty is, how old would you say? Patty is
5: 71.
3: Yep. And she's tiny. And she serves over at the Harbor Inn. She also runs marathons and stuff like yep. that. and she's just the like most outrageously dressed person at you've ever met, she especially runs in yeah. Red Lake. Yeah. I mean, she'll have purple and pink and blue hair, and on the Fourth of July, she's got oh. shiny, sparkly bikinis on. And she is, i <laughs> talked to her because I've known, I got to know her a little bit. To say we're friends is overstepping oh, it, and I. She goes, yep, This will be our last summer here at the harbor. Gonna go. And I posted something on. And Brian must have had a couple because he let me have it.
7: <laughs> yeah, the river, you asshole. What <laughs> <laughs> happens to me? She retires every year. Blah like,
5: well, hmm. see, that was Eric Eaton that said that to you. <laughs> oh, but, that's uh, what it was. They're just stopping there. They're still Santa Claus. They go out to California yeah. in the winter, and he Bear's still Santa Claus. Bear was an all-star wrestler. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he's all
3: over YouTube. They're just a great, so great couple, couple. Super yeah. interesting people oh, yeah.
2: with the AW. Way here, yep, yep. He well, wrestled all the. Do, do I know him? Well, God, I hung out and lifted weights with all those guys. Well,
5: man. he he ain't lifted up many weights since he <laughs> left <laughs> there. Well, that Rogers. was a long
2: time ago.
5: Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's but um, you know they're just wonderful people. They, they're they just really are really wonderful people, and you know they that's they're a staple at that outside bar. So it's going to be hard. Well, and to... they
3: come over to Cindy's on the fourth because one of her friends, who's also named Patty. <laughs> Right. Was yeah. my wife's boss at King's Cove when Sarah, when Sarah was in high school. So the wow. three of them hang out. And that's yeah. how, how how I got to know her. A yeah, yes. Yeah. Ha! ha! That's right. So, so I'm sorry. And it's not the end of the year. And I got I got finally got one thing right. I'm really <laughs> pleased with <laughs> myself.
2: You did get it right. I know. How did it happen?
3: A month and a half to go. Two you months. Just give me a half.
2: bad memory, thanks.
3: I'm sorry. It's what did they do no, now? No, what so,
5: just on a side note with Patty, um, do you remember the Drew Shadin? Oh, you know? Sven? Sure, yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. so I've been friends absolutely. with Drew's dad before it happened to Drew. So Sven, is, uh, they have the Drew Shadin 10K and the golf tournament and mm-hmm. everything. And Linda, Sven's wife, calls me up, sends me a picture, goes, Do you recognize this girl? And it was Patty running the 10K. Wow. And she just bef- she didn't know her. And she just befriended her because she was running alone. And all of a sudden, now they're talking about me, you know. It's a small <laughs> town. Yeah, and then, the,
2: Great you know,
5: it sends me a picture. It's like, my God, oh, it's such a small world, you know, it's running, but Patty's legs are just like that. And yeah. she just keeps keeps going.
3: I don't know that I'll be able to go to the harbor without them there because they're the only people that could ever get anything done. The harbor bar is just a fun place to hang out. Oh yeah, if you're not in a hurry, well, yeah, at
5: well, all. Well, even Patty, <laughs> you know, I've I've ordered food for Patty over there, and two hours later I start to get up to leave. I haven't even got my food oh, yet, yeah. and she goes, "Oh, you forgot to pay your bill, Brian." I said, I didn't get any fucking food. <laughs> <laughs> I, got nothing. I didn't want a bitch
3: yet. And it yeah. could be something yeah. as complicated as burger and a fries. Well,
5: yeah,
1: it's still something. Now, they do there. make
3: great jerk chicken down there they like Jamaican yeah. food oh. because half of their staff is from Jamaica. They come mm. up in the summertime oh. oh. work there. So, so, anyway.
1: Is it slower than the sandwich shop at the Itaski building was? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah?
3: Oh, well, yeah. No, impressive. this is like five times slower than that.
1: Oh, my God. So, this was <laughs> where the original studio
3: there. was. And there was a sandwich shop on the entry level just off washington avenue and it was always pretty good and then a bunch of potheads bought it and they made really good food they did it right. take them 20 minutes to make a sandwich oh. and you're the only
6: person there <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> i good. wonder if they're
1: still there I would, be, uh, I
3: would be surprised if they survived uh oh, COVID, the covid yeah. shutdown
1: well, it's also been what Four or five years since we've yeah, been yeah. in there. Really? It's, it's been long that long. Time. I think oh. so. It's been quite a while, yeah. I only, only
2: left behind about $150,000 worth of granite tops. And oh, God, yeah, that place was nice. Place that was, was, that that was
3: nice. I like going there.
2: 708 one? North First Street. Let's there see. you go. I think we had to wrap her up, boys and
1: girls. Why, because you got two minutes left?
3: Yeah.
1: In the and Loop c- Coffee Company? Was that them? Mm, I don't think so. Who knows? Well, it's then I think th- it's, yeah, it's a new place now. Probably true. Well,
2: the reason we did move out of that building is because all the parking got taken yeah. up. They built a, a building across the street and all the parking went yeah. away. I don't know how Acme gets anybody to park over there. Where do they park? I don't know. That's uh, kind of weird. But over there in uh, North 1st Street. All right, you're the host, right. Buster Brown. Yeah,
3: thanks so much for coming in, Brian. It was. Uh, Brian, I know it was you. a really tough thing to talk about, but I think it's important. If anybody... It, does tickle a memory i said this is a long shot reach out to me at doug at walzer.com and uh we'll send the swat teams over to no we won't do it will we well
5: (laughs) only if i get there first (laughs) exactly
3: (laughs) uh we'll be back next week uh thanks for tuning in to walzer automotive group's car selling secrets